Welcome to Friars in the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan, and right next to me with his arms stretched out in triumphant joy is Roy. I am in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I actually kind of am. <laughs> Spring is here. The players have all reported to Peoria, at least on the on the major league side. I yeah. know the minor league side, yeah. they still have yet to report, but... Spring is in the air. Oh my God, baseball is back. Are, I, uh, you, are you feeling swole as hell right now? I am actually. I'm feeling swole. This is now week five with my trainer, and uh, you know, change of diet. Um, Liddy uh, says I look swole. Okay, you know, it's funny. She's like, you have definition because uh, I don't know. Someone pointed out uh, Luis Patino's definition of his thighs. Oh yeah, like, he's got some you, serious. You got- you got some quads. dojo. And yeah, you know, there's on Twitter, there's calves for days. Right. Well, and there should now be a quads for right. days. Quads for days. <laughs> so we're at the gym the other day, and she's like, Patino. As she's doing reps, she's doing Patino. Oh, the kid's an inspiration <laughs> for Liddy. I love he, it. He is an inspiration. Uh, and God, they just look, the brown looks they're Padres. It looks that, great on everybody, look, too. No one else wears the brown and yellow. They look like Padres. Right. And I am dying to get me some of that workout merch. Oh, yeah. The jersey's fine. I, I, I'll get my jersey whenever that, but I want the workout gear. Uh-huh. Because, uh, you know, I want to feel like a Padre. Yeah. I saw Rob the Mailman was demanding one of those duffel bags. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you got the duffel bag with a little place on the side where you put your name card. Yeah. yeah, he won- yeah. But all this stuff looks so good. And, and people are, are were complaining about the brown. Brown is bland and blah. No, it looks fantastic on every single one of those guys. Absolutely. And then they had the variations of the other long sleeve with the SD. Uh, then they have the uh, the the uh what is it the, not the piping but like the yellow you have the brown shirt gold with trim the yeah with the, with the gold trim i want that shirt okay it's got to be a dry fit it's got to be a you know some kind of workout it kind of looks almost like a windbreaker kind of a thing yeah, a little bit maybe yeah. it's a different yeah i just think it looks cool and i want one <laughs> yeah so when i go to spring training like i might get arrested you like okay let's go right in my duffel bag you know hit up hey, hit up the swirly hit oh, ah yeah, swirl- yeah Talk to Sam. See if he can uh, if he can hook you up with something. I'll have to do something like something like that. But, yeah. I mean, and they're not going to do that. We and we joke because we don't <laughs> steal. But it looks really cool. Everyone's back. Do you want to talk about the elephant in the room? Because everyone, no one's podcasted yet. And so, yes, we're fires on the farm. Yes, we're the minor league podcast. Yes, we have a ton of minor league stuff to talk about. Yeah. What it, What is this elephant? Do we want to get rid of the? Uh, do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? And that's the Will Myers trade. Yeah, potential so, trade, the discussions, the um, it, everyone from Lee Hacksaw, yeah. Dennis Lynn, you know, piled on with that, and then obviously Kevin Acey piled yeah. on with it. I'm 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 the perennial optimist. Okay, I've I've liked Will Myers since he came on. I know that there's still a good ball player in there somewhere. We've talked about this before. Yeah, and so I'd like to see what the new coaching staff can do to try to get that out of the guy. And see if they can turn him into something because he's not broken. He's healthy. He's athletic. Right. He's at his athletic right. prime. He should be able to put up really good numbers. Yeah. But I find it interesting that they added Gable Arias to the major league roster. Right. Which was, I'm not a roster, but to the spring training invite. Yeah, I, think I don't was... think they're doing that to make him a trade chip. I think they're just doing it to get him some experience to yeah. get him around the big leaguers yeah. and all that. And the kid's talented, put on a great year last year and with a good year in in double A, he could be a year away. And he has to be on the 40 man by the end of next season. Right. Yes. So maybe that was oversight on their case, but I know Cal well, Saturday, I think Cal starting on Saturday. So, 
You know, they are for for showcase or for not. Well, we're getting these guys out there, so and they're I've getting been, them under some, you know, particularly areas with the, uh, you know, around major league coaches. I I have a I have a contact. Speaking of contacts, there we go. I have a contact with the Lake Elsinore uh, Booster Club, one of the host parents. Okay, and he told me that Gabriel has been at Peoria all winter this year. Where last year he went to went home to Venezuela. Right. Um, so he's been in Peoria all year. His wife is not traveling with him this year. It's like he's got a renewed focus on what do I need to do to get to the next level this year. Nice. So I'm wondering if maybe the staff got out there and they said, "Hey, this kid's been here all winter. He's been working his butt off." And let's he, reward him. And he impressed them in some way. And they said, you know what? He's earned his way. Let's we could use another infielder. Let's go. Absolutely. So one thing that I found interesting, um, somebody pointed this out that a bunch of the players are listed as infield slash outfield. And they're the non roster invitees. So it was listed that Seth Mejias Breen, Owen Miller, Ivan Castillo, and Jason Vossler are all listed as infielder, outfielder. And only Castillo has any experience <laughs> playing some left field last year. Even right. He was really second base, third base, shortstop. Yeah. All of those guys are infielders, but they're going to get reps in the outfield. And the quote from Tingler was like, we want to get these guys into the lineup, into games, any way we can. So you got Machado and Tatis. They're not going anywhere. Right. So it's going to be limited reps at third and short. Right. And you got to, there's only so many people you can funnel through one position at short. So why not give people a chance to play some left field, right field, see what you got. And get them, like you said, get them in the lineup, get them some reps. We have so much talent. We have so much, you know, not only with, with the, uh, hmm, that was John Nolan texting us. Uh, We have so many people in camp right now. We either have to find somewhere for them to go or have them trade uh, chips available or, you know, find some way to get them in the major league roster and, and get yeah. them some reps. Yeah. Um, and then the other uh, positional flexibility thing, a couple more notes. Uh, Ty France was seen doing some catcher's drills. Yeah, I saw and that. And, of course, that caused Twitter to overreact like, oh, no, they're going to convert. No, the the team needs an emergency catcher on the roster. Yeah. And he's done drills the last, I think, last offseason and the offseason before. He's put in work behind the plate just like, hey, in case we need you, we'd like you to be ready. And I think that's all that this is. So I like the flexibility that this allows, that if you have hedges start the game because you've got some junk baller up there that needs right. somebody that can block everything. Right. And then it's a tight game. He comes, his say he's catching for Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards comes out in the fifth inning, and then you can sub in Mejia as a pinch hitter and put him in the game at catcher. And if he happens to get hurt, if something weird happens, you can pull him out and you know that there's somebody that can come in and catch a couple innings and not be a complete butcher back there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think when I, when I saw France in the gear, I'm like, did we talk to him about that? Did we, we talk we, to we him, asked about him about being that. a catcher? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's what he said was that they just want me to get familiar with yeah. it in case I'm needed. And he's got the attitude of whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I like it because I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means they want me to do something. That's fantastic. Yeah, and then the other note I have here, uh, Jake Cronenworth, apparently he's penciled in to do one bullpen a week. Um, and so yeah. th- they want him to be, they, they they really are focusing on the two-way kind of a thing for him. I don't know how that's going to play at the major league level or if he's going to start off in the minor league roster. I mean, I mean, if he's going to get assigned to, to AAA to start the season, right. that the next month and a half is going to play all that out. Um. So... With Major League now, with the designation of that two-way player, right. the designation is they got to have 20 innings in uh, to be considered a 
two-way player. Right. Our, our designated, um, yeah, both-way player. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is that 26-man and that they do. They use him for a mop-up. They use him to just get the 20 innings in. Well, because the rules are that he can only a position player can only pitch if your team is ahead or behind by more than six runs or if it's an extra innings. So, but you think about it, there are enough of those opportunities yeah. where you can bring a guy in and have him go a couple innings because um, he was a starter in college yeah. and they were using him as an opener. He wasn't just a one inning last year. I think they had him work more than one inning a couple times. So if he can be where he's competent as a major league, you know, fringe pitcher, then you put him in mop up role and, you know, maybe after 10 appearances, maybe he's got enough to, to fit that extra spot. And then... It starts, you know, they, the, yeah. we have our two-way player. Yeah, and then you've got an extra pitcher on your roster. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the, the only guy that qualifies for that right now is Shohei Otani. Yeah. Because they're counting stats from 2019 and 2018. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that Michael Lorenzen didn't get there. <laughs> Lorenzen, I, I love that guy. Oh, man. He that guy is, is, he's a freak. He's a, a, he's a freak. He is tight. That guy is buff. Oh, he's jacked, yeah. Well, the funny thing is we, we were at the Padre game where he made his debut – with the Reds. Oh. And we sat like right behind his family. Oh, okay. That's always cool. And we're like, hey, he's like, yeah, that's our son. And, you know, all the family were in front of us. I'm like, yeah. So I started following on Instagram. He's yoked. He talked about swole. That guy is <laughs> yeah. swole. He could swing it like Baumgartner. Oh, he's, he's got a lot nicer. power. Um, and he's played center field. He plays a little outfield too. They yeah, put him out there as like a defensive thing, not like, oh, just go do it. Right. He made, he's made starts at center field. Yeah. And, and played an entire game at center field. So the guy is a two-way athlete. Uh, so the big news that has hit minor league baseball... Batting leadoff. Yeah, is our across-the-board payroll increase. This is fantastic. So the raise is between 38% and 72%. Um, and this is how it's broken down. So rookie level in short season, up to 400 from 290. This is per week. Per week. They're making 290 per week. That's a part-time job at two bucks an hour. Yeah, it's it's and that's it's, incredibly. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's um and in short season you're only getting paid for two or three months. Right. Exactly. Where full season balls like five months. Yeah, and then you're going back to the complex or you're going home. Yeah. Uh, the single A full season up to five hundred from two ninety as well. So that's a hundred dollars more. Um, that's single A. That's A and A advanced as well. Right, so that's right. not. There's no designation between full season A ball and advanced A. A double A up to six hundred from three fifty. Triple A up to seven hundred to five hundred and two bucks. Yeah. So that's a. It's a solid raise. If it, if you're only looking at it in that standpoint, it's it's a significant raise, but it's still not enough. Still below the poverty line. It is. It's still. Um, it, who was it on there that I saw yesterday? It was Todd Van Steezel. Yes. He's like that amount of raise allows me to not worry about like his rent was seven hundred bucks. Was the whole paycheck was his rent? Yeah. And then the other seven hundred bucks he got for the other two weeks, uh, you know, made him have to eat food, gas, or whatever utilities. Mm-hmm. Um, that that small increment of a raise allows him to like not worry about it. Yeah, like he has a little spot, side money, not side money to to like blow, but now he can start eating better. You know, now he doesn't have to buy top ramen and just crappy food and just you know worry and start to live a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, but then even then, that's only during the season. 
Yeah. So then once the off season comes, you st- they still need to go find a job somewhere, go work at UPS, go, you know, something like that. So you can make a living in the off season. Meanwhile, the organization expects you to train and eat and, yep. and condition yourself as a professional athlete. As in, so it has here, uh, AAA players can earn $14,000 for their five month season and short season players can earn 4,800 for their three month season. That's still $14,000 is uh, below the poverty line. Oh, way below it, the it, poverty line. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. exactly what the you know U.S. standard for poverty line is, but that's still you paying an elite athlete a barely livable wage. Right. And a lot of these organi- a lot of these teams are in large areas. Yeah. And you've got minor league teams in New York City and yeah. in Chicago, like with expensive places yeah. to live. Well, Lake Elsinore for us. Yeah, yeah, it's very expensive to live there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they have the booster club. That's why we sell the shirts that we sold. And first, yep. and real quick, thank you everyone that um, that went out and bought the shirts. The uh, can't make the club from the tub shirt and the Joey Cantillo Hawaiian strikeout, uh, Hawaiian punch out shirts. Um, that quick flash sale, and then we're going to reopen it up uh, during the season. And we have the second design or the third design from Justice Perlman. Um, the weather's report, it's kind of that. It's going to be like a weather's report kind of cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to See, be... now, I'm, I'm, my music taste is old enough. You say weather report, and I think of the jazz fusion band from the 70s. Wow. Yeah. That's nerdy. That is way nerdy. That is way... <laughs> uh, but... Joe Zawinul on the keyboards. <laughs> but thank you guys for that. And But so going on, it, um, that's it's expensive to live in some of these cities. It is. And so I'm glad that Major League Baseball is putting forth this gesture of of enforcing an increased salary. And did you see that the Giants are going to go ahead and institute it for the 2020 season? Yeah. Is the the payroll is supposed to go up in the 2021 season. The yeah. Giants said, "You know what? We're just going to go ahead it. and roll it out right now." And I it sounds like they're also doing something to help with housing. Um, I think the Padres already do some stuff like that because in Fort Wayne, they've got that apartment complex that's right next to the ballpark and the guys, their rent is uh, 20, 250 bucks a month for, and they get a room. It's like a quad. Okay. There's, it's a four bedroom apartment kind of a thing with a shared uh, living space in the middle. Okay. So 250 bucks a month is very affordable for rent. Uh, but even still, they're only making, you know, 500 bucks every other week on the new pay scale. So it's, it's still, it's still tight. And that's not even, that's, that's gross. Huh? That's not net. Right. Right. Uh, you got clubhouse dues, you got taxes. Yeah. Uh, the clubhouse dues. That's something that I, I feel like the major league baseball has to be able to filter money down to the organization in other ways, not just, yeah, pay the guys more, but also cover some of this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the guys shouldn't have to be tipping the clubby. What is it, thirty to fifty bucks a month or something like that? Exactly. I, I'm not sure what it is, but it, it's it should not be a part of the change. pay, right? It's not. It's it, not it, a tip. It, there and it's required that they pay this in, and that's what pays for the spread and for a lot of the the extras that they get. And it's just that shouldn't be the case. No, no, it shouldn't be. The the host the the parent team should be given the 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 minor league team enough money to be able to feed them well, to be able to transport them. Um, in reasonable comfort, you know, I'm not saying luxury accommodations, no. but, and nobody's taking school buses. These guys are taking tour buses. I would like to see major league baseball support more of the travel costs. Cause it like up in the Northwest league where they're driving from Boise, Idaho to Vancouver, British Columbia. That's a long, that's a long, long haul. <laughs> haul. 
So minor league baseball came up with a uh, with a response to to this. Let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. I thought I'd saved it. Yeah. So I, I there's still a long way to go, and I have to think that some of this, the timing of this announcement, is interesting because there's all this bad press because of the Astros stuff and and other things yeah. that are swirling around. Yeah. So hey, there's all this bad news. Oh hey, by the way, here's some really good news to right. show that we're good people and we're, we're not, doing the right thing. We're not the devil. Meanwhile, we're not going to penalize the Astros, and I've got an idea about that after we're done. Here. Okay, well, real quick, let me read this from Minor League Baseball. Minor League Baseball fully supports MLB's decision to raise the pay rates for players in affiliated Minor League Baseball. This is an important step as we seek to work together to improve working conditions for players without reducing the number of players and teams. Minor League Baseball believes MLB can afford these salary increases without reducing the number of players by 25%. We have provided MLB with a specific proposal on how we can work together to ensure improvements to older facilities and reduce travel between series through limited realignment. We look forward to continued good faith negotiations with our colleagues at MLB, and our principal goal remains to preserve minor league baseball in as many communities as possible. Right, because there's still there's still this glooming thing of we're going to shut down 42 minor league cities if you don't shape yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, so the Astros. I had an, an inspirational moment today, and this is never going to happen. But the, there's no punishment, right? Right. And the the organization, the Astros, kind of got a slap on the hand. There's nothing for the, the players. So here's my thought. Let's have a draft where all 29 major league teams, each of them gets one pick from the Houston Astros roster. And it goes in reverse, um, you know, just like the normal draft by by order of standings. So the Orioles pick first and then Detroit and whatever. Okay. And Houston stays remains responsible for the salary through the remainder of the contract. So if it's a one-year deal, if it's a, like a pre-arbitration, they're only responsible for that one year, but the team gets that player. Um, and if it's like uh, Bregman, who signed through 2024, and the Orioles say, we want Bregman, then he's theirs, but the Astros are still paying. So 29 teams get to pick one player off the, the Astros roster. And then the it's like an expansion draft. So all 29 teams now get to take their roster and uh, and protect 15 players. And then the other players are eligible for this draft. Now the Astros get to go and pick one player off of each roster from the other teams to try to scrape it back together. So this is why. So now a bunch of cheaters aren't all together. Is that well, why? Yeah, uh, that's on, on. That's part of it. And then the Astros get sent back to the Dark Ages. They're relegated to a four A, um, you know, tear it down and build it back up kind of a position. Um, and then you also address some of the issues with parity around the league. That now you've got Altuve's playing in Detroit, and Bregman is in Baltimore, and Verlander is pitching in Miami. And so now you've you've spread some of this talent out, so the there's more parity across the league. And the Astros are absolutely crippled. It sends a message out to the rest of the league that we're not going to put up with these shenanigans because we just blew that team up. We're going to edit that part out. You know why? Because because the players' union is going to come down and burn your home down. Everybody's still getting paid. <laughs> right. But Everybody's still getting paid. <laughs> Maybe even Jim Crane will come and burn your house down. That's, a cra- that's, pretty, yeah, that's pretty far out there. Well, Jim Crane should have showed some form of remorse. Because when he stood up there and said that what we did didn't affect the game, and then 
90 seconds later, he's saying, well, it did affect the game. I mean, right. come on. Right. He's pretty much buried his head in the sand and, oh, I'm sorry that we got caught. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. There's no actual remorse coming from anybody there. And so there is some punishment for the good players that wound up taking advantage of this whole system because now Carlos Correa, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go play for, you know, whatever bad team. The Orioles. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have, maybe you shouldn't have, you know. I really like what they did in the European League. So the European League, my brother-in-law is a, a Man City fan. Yeah. And uh, they are not eligible for championship play for two seasons. Right. Uh, that's huge. That is huge. That's a lot of money. Um, that's a lot, not not only for the players, because you get you know you get playoff money, mm-hmm. and um, you can win your division. But you know what? This year you're not in. I, I do like that. You and know? I've heard people talk about taking back each player's share, having them give back their share yeah. of what they won for playoff yeah. and and postseason through because they get big bonuses from that. Huge. So they get. Huge money, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Every player, the, you know, it's the World Series shares. Mm-hmm. Every playoff, you get a, a share of that. Um, that has to go to charity, and has to be some designated charity, like you know, no cheating charity or whatever. You know, something that's even maybe Major League Baseball affiliated, but you know, somewhere where most of that money is going to go to the charity and not oh, through. How about they donate it to that new Twitter account that's like sponsor a minor league player? Yes. <laughs> yes, that who's the legit guy? He is. Yes, I, I messaged him. He, he, you know, he contacted us on the Friars on the Farm. I said, I don't know who the hell you are. Um, who are you? <laughs> um, and you know, it's internet. He could have said, I'm this guy or that guy, but he was honest. And Todd Van Stenzel, Stiesel, um, uh, believes in him. Yeah, and so I believe him. He's and, hooked up with Eric Sim too. Yeah. Okay. So he's, you know, that if you guys see that, um, you know, if you see that Twitter handle. Uh, I'm not sure how he's doing it or what he's doing or if he's yeah. maybe having, hey, do you want to help someone out? Okay, send $25 uh, gift card to player A at this address. You see this name. Yeah, it sounds like they're sponsoring, like you right. okay. You choose an individual player that you're okay. going to sponsor. But I'm not sure how it works yet. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's collecting any money. Like He's like, oh, yeah, send me a bunch of money. No, right now he's gathering interest. Yeah. Who's interested in helping? I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, the commissioner of baseball clearly has no intent of doing anything here. No. You know, and so he's saying, well, their shame in the public eye is punishment enough. I mean, come on. Get out of here. Yeah. There's, there's got to be more. Absolutely. Okay. So another, hey, speaking about people being exploited. <laughs> And I don't mean to frame, but well, I mean, it kind of is. It is exploitation. So we all saw that new commercial for the MLB The Show, the yeah. new version of MLB The Show. Yeah. And the awesome thing is that they show all these minor league players. And the second person they showed was Mackenzie Gore. Yes. In a Lake Elsinore or a um, Chihuahuas. El Paso Chihuahua's yeah. uniform. And I saw that. I was like, holy crap, that's Mackenzie Gore. This is so cool. But then I started seeing people point out that nobody's getting paid. None of the minor leaguers nope. are getting anything for having their likeness used. Um, so today there was an interesting article on uh, Baseball America that broke this down a little bit and uh, I pulled a couple good quotes out here. So when they sign their first pro contract with their MLB team, they sign away their rights to profit from video games, baseball cards, and other uses of their publicity rights. So I'd, I'd never really thought about that, that you got all these baseball cards out there, but minor league baseball profits from it, not the individual player, where in major league baseball, the individual player has the they own the rights to their likeness right to and a they, certain extent so they get they, they get, get a piece of the church uh, of the merch yeah everything with the name on it yep. uh, the jerseys 
And that's, I don't know how much that is or what exactly that looks like, but they get a piece. Yeah, and, and that doesn't you, happen in the minor leagues. No, it does not. So MILB players forfeit their right to be compensated for their likeness being used in a video game the minute they sign their standard minor league player uniform contract. Once they're added to the MLB roster, they're then paid for being in the video game since MLB players are represented by the MLB Players Association. So the Players Association are the ones that get the money for these licenses, and then they distribute it out to the players. Um, the only example anyone seems to remember of, so they talk in this article about that a player does have an opportunity to negotiate this contract, but the contract is called a uniform contract for a reason, that it's the uniform con. it's a uniform application to everybody. So everybody right. signs the same contract, basically. The only example anyone seems to remember of where it was removed was Michael Jordan's contract when he signed with the White Sox in 1999. This is, was 1999? I guess so. Jordan had a little Party more- like it. Jordan had a little more pull than the average minor leaguer. His was a special case. I wonder if Tim Tebow might have been able to do something along those lines, too. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Because you, you don't see- people with a with a real brand to their associated to their name become a minor league baseball player very often so i just thought that that was interesting that i'm I, it's really cool that they're putting all these guys names in there and people you know, gamers are going to associate they're yeah. going to get to know the players and the teams a little bit more directly it sounds like the next push that they're going to have is to try to get some of the ballparks programmed into it so they're not like a generic minor league park. It's going right, to be right. actually Parkview right. Field or the Diamond at Lake Elsinore, Giza Stadium. Uh, but it's cool that they've got the minor league players in there. It's just kind of lame that nobody gets to get paid no, for no it. No one gets paid for it. Yeah. Well, they're, somebody gets paid for it, well, right, but it's not Sony. the right guy. It's not, it's not the, the players. Not the right guys. So, hey, um, I just wouldn't talk. So we talk a lot. You know, I always talk about my friend Travis Ehlers. And I went and had a little interview with him and give you guys a little bit more background, hearing from him what he does, what he can offer, uh, what you kind of get when you when you go to Dr. Travis Ehlers. Uh, we're going to play that right now and then come back and uh, continue our discussion. Hey, we're here in the office of my buddy, Dr. Travis Ehlers. How's it going? I'm good, Donovan. How are you? Hey, I want to, I want to talk to you, uh, for our listeners, about you know about what you do and getting adjusted sure. and kind of the things all around that. So um, what are some of the symptoms of you know being uh, spinal misalignment? So spinal misalignments, uh, chiropractors usually call them subluxation. It's fixations in the spine uh, where you have lack of range of motion, and when you got uh, you know, years of hard work, playing sports, right. uh, bad posture. Uh, it almost makes those symptoms come out worse. So uh, people usually come in when they have lots of pain. Um, and then I try to change your perspective of let's not use pain as an indicator as to why you should get adjusted. We should try to prevent the problems because there's a lot of longstanding issues with degeneration and loss of disc height, which makes chronic issues. So if you can get adjusted and you can maintain them, um, you know, periodically you can prevent a lot of issues, uh, longstanding issues. Right. Future, so what are, so. what are some of the benefits of the spinal adjustment? So obviously people come in for pain, yeah. you know, that's one thing that usually is the first thing that goes, um, but increase range of motion. You're able to work out better, play sports, um, decrease injury. Um, I work with a lot of, uh, pro and college teams, high school teams, 
we adjust the athletes preventatively to increase range of motion, not only for increased performance, but to uh, keep them on the field. Because if they get hurt, they can't play. Um, you know, time away from the from the field is bad for them. So we try to prevent injury. So I'm you know, I'm a weekend warrior, and I'm not an mm-hmm. elite athlete by any stretch yeah, we, of means. We played ball together. We, we did. I was a catcher. We, we, we did. And I, so I don't need to be an elite athlete to come to you. Like, I have a day job where I run around in a restaurant. Other people that, you know, listen to this could have office jobs where they're at a desk all day and they're kind of, you know, sitting kind of weird. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, yeah. Elite athletes is only maybe 10% of my practice. 90% of my practice is people 25 to 45. They sit in front of a computer all day long. And then in the weekends, they go out and play softball. Uh, they... They do Ironmans and whatnot. Right, so, right. and that they're the they're the people that need it actually the most to prevent problems because they they can't afford to be off of work and you know miss a week of work because they have a low low back problem. Yeah, and, and for us it, it shows up in like a like a, a headache you know in the back of my neck or just general creakiness of the bones. Yeah, and and tweaks in, in muscles here that. That really, you just think, oh, maybe I slept wrong, or maybe I, I just took a bad step, when that could really be just spinal misalignment, yeah? Yeah, and that gets exacerbated by our bad posture we have. We're always on our phones, we have tech neck, our heads are too far <laughs> forward, we're looking down. We sit uh, in front of a computer all day long, we drive to and from work, and so we're in that flex posture, which is uh, exacerbating those you know misalignments, creating more pain and more stress and also you know we're stressed out all the time we're increasing the cortisol which makes that inflammatory process even worse and next thing you know you're inactive you don't want to go to the gym because your back hurts yeah they start to put on pounds and it's like a you know like a rock rolling down the hill so uh going to a chiropractor uh is a good idea um it works in conjunction with going to the trainer going to get massages acupuncture whatnot we do we all do completely different things yeah so we all work well together an overall wellness kind of program that you want to in you want to actually have in your life is yeah exactly not only with the yoga with working out with a good diet um you know getting adjusted and and having chiropractic benefits yeah um so what are some of the what, what can what can a patient expect when they come to see you so it's really a, a smooth process. They come in, usually do an examination. We might get some x-rays so we know where we're starting from. And then we're going to do a treatment, which is usually the chiropractic treatment. That's what I do. I adjust bones. Um, but also I'm a sports chiropractor, so I'm doing a lot of soft tissue. That's big now. You know, People like the extra baby powder. They like, they like the all-encompassing treatment. So you know, we're giving them exercises, we're doing myofascial planing, kinesio tape, a lot of people have been using that, um, we have a flexion table. So we do anything needed to get the patient better. And then we want to change their perspective of just having pain as be the indicator. Right. But then what can we do to prevent it so we can, you know, have optimal um, performance and prevention so um, there's a lot of education that's involved too, but I try to do it as quickly as possible and get you into a treatment plan that works for your lifestyle and just live pain-free and better performance. Yeah, and your 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 practice takes all insurance. I know it takes mine. I got a fairly yeah, simple simple insurance. Yeah, obviously I have a you know we'll take cash patients, but uh, a lot of people have insurance, so I'm in all the networks. 
um, mostly PPOs, some HMOs, American Specialty Health, Optum Health. Um, I see a lot of uh, school teachers, a lot of people that work for the city, and all their insurances pay for it. Um, also, personal injury cases and work comp as well. Okay. Where can um, our listeners find you? So I'm located in Mira Mesa, um, near the Marine Base, Miramar Road. So we're actually at 8901 Activity Road, and that's uh, 92126. And our phone number is 844-627-4763. And if you need any more information, you can just Google me, Travis C. Ehlers, D.C., and uh, find any more information about our location. And you still have the website, right, drtravisehlers.com? Yep, it's uh, www.drtravis, T-R-A-V-I-S, Ehlers, E-H-L, ers.com so drtravishealers.com pretty easy to find me any social media i know i got you on instagram <laughs> yeah i'm on instagram twitter and uh facebook and i have a business facebook just just search travis healers and i'm the only one well you know and i really appreciate some of those because you you do have little uh little snippets or little segments of of, of things to do, of what you do, of how to improve um, spinal maintenance, I guess you want to say. Um, yeah. Do you have a tip, just real quick, for, for our listeners, a little bit, uh, something that they can do at home right away to kind of uh, improve uh, spinal maintenance? Um, I, would, I would say if you could do, you know, three or four times a week, just for five, ten minutes, do some lumbar uh, strengthening and flexibility exercises. Uh, right now, you can just Google anything. So just just type in lumbar or thoracic exercises yeah. and just get a few stretches to do in the morning. That's helpful. Um, or get yourself a foam roller and start rolling out your IT bands and your hip flexors. And that'll also uh, help a lot with decreasing lumbar pain as well. Because it all it's all connected. So, and if they want any, you know, patient wants any more information, they can contact me. Or when they're in the office, I usually uh, give them some homework to do if they want it. Perfect. Hey, man, I really appreciate the time and good yeah, to see you, Thanks for coming in. Now we need to uh, go adjust your back. Yeah, to your sciatica. <laughs> Okay, so we're back. Have you seen any of the Mackenzie Gore pitching on the mound? I saw. So I saw the pitch that he threw against uh, Manny Machado to finish that at bat. So apparently, typically when they're doing the live BP, the guys stand in for five pitches. Yeah, and they don't really keep a count. But Manny wanted to stay in there and finish the at bat against Gore because it got up to full, and he wanted to see one more pitch. And Gore buckled his knees with a curveball right, right on the edge. And then AJ Casabell Casanova said. Was there an umpire? We'll never know. Oh, no. He says it's a strike. He <laughs> says it's a strike. Front, it's a front door, front door curveball, right? Or front door slider? Yeah, and then nobody can tell him otherwise. It was a strike. You know, it's Buckled just, Manny's knees. God, it's just good seeing those guys with the Major League Club. You know, we just got done talking uh, to the Detroit podcast guys, and that talent that we've been, you know, we've been covering for the past two years, and then I'm Padre fans, you know this, is like they're right there. They're going to be later on this year, you know, barring a, a absolute disaster. Both of them are going to see major league time. Gore's going to come up and dominate. You know, he's going to come up and get a significant amount of playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, Luis Camposano, seeing him hang out with Hedges, seeing him hanging out with Mejia. I watched a little bit of an interaction, and I've seen some smiles. I've seen some kind of playful banter with guys. And, you know, 
getting him to relax, I think, is going to go a long way with with uh, helping him just get comfortable. You know, as he moves up to double A and, and and higher, like that intense personality is going to be there. But if we can get him to loosen up, maybe have a little a little bit of fun, uh, that can go a long way with development. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how these young guys mix in what does Gabriel Arias do against yeah. major league pitching yeah what's he going to do if they have him at second base and Tatis is it is it short or something like that how are they all going to work together it's there's so many cool combinations I really want to see what Owen Miller does this year because yeah. last year he looked so comfortable and composed when he was a minor league call-up in one of the games in Peoria so this year he's a year older he's got a, another year under his under his wing and I think he may make a good argument to make the roster at some point this year absolutely and you know what I've been watching a lot I've been you know looking at every video that comes out of spring training and he's taking he's taking grounders at short he's not taking them at second exclusively he's well, taking them at short I think they've got a, a middle infield group and so they they kind of put those guys together and move them around because you got like Esteban Quiroz is in there at as a non-roster invitee right. and so is Gordon Beckham Ivan Castillo those guys are more second base only only right but Owen Miller has played more time at second base than or at shortstop than anywhere else yeah. so far in his minor league career is he going to be flashy is he going to go get the you know hole the ball deep in the hole probably not but he's going to get those routine plays and he can he can be there in a minute yeah and he can be there for a second yeah and you know he's going to hit you know you know what right you know I haven't seen Edward Olivares haven't seen Edward Olivares I've just seen Taylor Tramiel hit a little bit um, yeah, you know, we, I saw Olivares the year a year ago in in Lake Elsinore, you know, not 2018, yeah. and it just the guy could go get it. It was him and Buddy Reed out there in the outfield, and you had two guys that could just absolutely fly and <laughs> athletic, making the diving catches and all this stuff. Because every we were at a game, and Olivares made two or three yeah. fantastic highlight yeah. plays. So the guy's got the instincts. He's got the quick first step. He's got the the routes and all this. I think he's kind of a, a sleeper right now. Because yeah. he's in the mix, it, it he's got as much of a chance to make the job at at center field as I mean, maybe not as as well as Lagares, but if he shows well enough, then what do you need Lagares for? If you got another guy here who has yeah. more speed, can hit for more power, and is young, you know, he still has the legs under him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, th- thinking about the uh, the God, thinking about the rotation in El Paso. Oh, it's going to be insane. What do you think about that? So you saw that Kevin AC had, had wrote that McKenzie and Luis will be in El Paso. Right. Do you think that's just him kind of putting that out there? Or do you think he actually heard something? I, I wonder if some of that is him just assuming that you take the best guys, you send them to El Paso. Right. Uh, because you also have like Jared Eikhoff, um, Chi Wehu, Seth Frankoff, Jacob Nix, Brett Kennedy, Emmanuel Ramirez, Jerry Keel. There's a lot of older pitchers that are that have more more tenure, I guess right. you could say. Right. That they might wind up being the rotation. And right. then you see in double A, you've got Gore, Morejon, Patino, Baez, Bolaños. Uh, where's Cal Quantrill gonna go? And it's there's question marks all over the place, but that's what spring training is all about, just to see where everybody fits. It is, and if you guys didn't hear that sound, that's the sound of my computer saying it's time to go. It's time to wrap it up. So let's wrap it up. You can find me on Twitter at SD Donovan. And I am at Zippy underscore TMS. Go Padres. Go Padres. Go Padres.